You're listening to the Brand Interrupted Podcast, a space dedicated to inspire, teach, and heal through the power of story, resilience, and vulnerability. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, filmmaker, producer, brand story strategist, and the founder of Untamed Productions. Each week, I'll be bringing to you guest entrepreneurs, artists, authors, speakers, and influencers in a series of real, raw, and unfiltered conversations around the art and business of being yourself, the bravery to share your message, and the audacity to go after what you want in life. Hey everyone, happy Thursday from here in Paris. I'm, I always say this, I'm really excited <laughs> to be doing these brand interrupted interviews. And today we have Gabrielle. And the first thing I wanted to say before diving in is Gabrielle and I haven't really connected, but her brand is so strong that I knew, like I recognized your photography and your branding before I knew who you were. <laughs> which to me is like the definition of a great brand. So thank you so much. Oh, for today. <laughs> that's amazing. Yay. So diving in, what are, um, without going too much into the backstory, what are kind of like sure. one or two pivotal moments that have shaped you and how you Woo. Oh yeah. Cause that's a, that's a novel. Um, so I think the, the biggest thing was, you know, at my early years, um, and things that I guess people don't know about me and the brand with what they see now is that I was a child of like severe abuse. Mm-hmm. And so I know we're talking about authenticity today, but it's, it's so important because the message you get then in those fundamental years of being like, you're worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, um, can I cuss during this interview? Absolutely. <laughs> it really like fucks with your mind. You know, like that's so yeah. hard to get over and reprogram yourself and find out who you are. So that, uh, foundationally wise was probably the biggest thing. And then, um, I think like life not go- going as according to plan. A lot of people suffer with imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or just a lack of confidence syndrome, because I think we get into business because we've found something we're passionate about and we have enough experience, but we just don't have that confidence to step up because we see other people that we think that they're absolutely perfect and life is grand. And Mm -hmm. how can you possibly measure up and be successful because you've been a failure and had all these things not go right in your life? Mm Mm-hmm. I knew there was a reason, like, I always find that I attract people in my inner circle that, so I also grew up with, like, severe abuse in my childhood. Wow. I didn't know this about you, and I'm sure you wouldn't have known this about me, so I just, like, of course, of course we would connect. (laughs) We have, like, the same wounds, so. Aw, yeah. (laughs) I think that's normal. I think so many people, though, this is, one reason I've had a hard time sharing that story uh, about my past and things that I've gone through is because you kind of car- compartmentalize it as you heal. Yeah. Um, but, and then there's other people that their stories are just as dysfunctional or painful as well. So I'm like, okay, well, how bad is mine? You know, like somebody else is dealing with this. And so you just kind of dismiss it and minimize it, but it really does have a huge impact. Yeah. And you know what? I'm curious on that note, how um, you're able to you know, we talk a lot about when you're a personal brand, like sharing your story. I know that's really the foundation of my work. 
um, how do you share parts of your story without, because obviously your story is your own, but it inevitably involves other people. So how do you kind of work around like telling the empowered, like Victor part of your story without offending or throwing other people under the bus? It, it's tricky because you, you know, I, I told you I was a child, I had suffered from severe child abuse, but I didn't tell you who, right. I didn't tell you what, so I haven't pointed any fingers anywhere. Um, mm. so that's kind of how I do that. How you do it. Yeah. Um, but there are sometimes stories where, you know, it comes out and the person who attributed to this, they know how I feel, you know, we're not friends. We don't talk anymore, but, um, they, they know. So I kind of don't give a shit, you know, like if I offend them, they spent so many years trying to tear me down as a child mm -hmm. that I have to let that go. Like they don't have power over me. Like I'm very proud of, of that strength. So yeah, I guess in the end, I just kind of don't care, like find whatever. <laughs> yeah. no, and I love this because I think this is like what people need to hear because so many people come to me and they're like I, I don't know how to tell this story without you know involving other people or like you know, we want to share our stories because we want to shine the light for other people mm -hmm. and, it, and I, I have this too I just recently was asked to speak at a summit and I was like well I don't know if I can go public with this because I don't want certain family members um you know, to be offended. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but those people had no problem offending you. And that's where, you know, like there's some people, like we just care too much. You know, when we are giving people that want to show up and help and nurture, it's weird how we still have that concern about the people who victimized us. Mm. Like so I just had to let that go, finding my own power, that this is part of my story. I can tell you because of this, like, you know, I had to drop out of high school. I had to, I didn't have a traditional education. And so that becomes part of my story that when you see what I'm doing, it's street smart, self-taught. Like I have the online MBA mm -hmm. you know, from doing it my way. And so I love that, that then I can teach somebody else how to do it and not have to have any kind of fancy smancy thing mm -hmm. to get what they want in life. What was, if you're comfortable sharing sort yes. of the breaking point or how did you, um, like you have, was there like a specific moment or like kind of that, like, I don't give a crap anymore. I think that moves in phases. It's just like Marie Kondo's magic art of tidying up. Like you just don't do it all in one hall. Right. Um, but there was the, the one pivotal moment was where I said, you are never going to touch me again. Right. And this person did. And I sent them flying over a coffee table wow. and then I was thrown out and I was on the street for a little bit. <laughs> True story. It was like, bye-bye. Yeah. And all my stuff from my childhood was thrown out. So wow. I have not one memento from there other than like what, you know, my grandparents had. Um, so that was, that was it. And then it became a lot of like, oh my gosh. And then it wasn't until I was in my twenties, the whole Oprah movement. Um, and it was, Marianne Williamson and one of her books, it was either a woman's worth or return to love. And I remember reading that book and just sobbing like crazy. Cause I just didn't think that like love, you know, was 
not something that I knew at that level. So to read that was very powerful. And that's what sent me on my spiritual uh, self-development journey. Mm, yeah. Is there, um, oh my gosh, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. I happens something. all the time. <laughs> oh, how did this, like, how did this, go, so going back to kind of imposter syndrome or all mm-hmm. like confidence or all these kind of things, we see a lot of these words in the personal development industry. And, yeah. and I think that it can affect people in different ways. And I know just for me personally, like I found it really difficult to find a mentor or find a coach because like my wounds came from like PTSD. And unless I treated that in a more traditional way, like, no, you could praise me every day and it wouldn't raise my confidence. Yeah. I needed to like, so is there any way that that prevented you from showing up fully as yourself in your business? Oh, I'm sure in the beginning. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since I was like 20 years old. Um, well, actually, probably since like I was younger and you would peddle stuff around the neighborhood. And <laughs> I've, I've dabbled in different things, you know, but it's always been based upon, you know, what your kids needs and family needs and everything else. So, um, but yeah, overcoming the imposter syndrome, it's, it's a tough one. I just think you, you have an area that you're, you're basically an expert in. If you're getting into any kind of business, you've done some research, your knowledge, you're figuring that out. And I think your main question is finding the mentors. You know, I, with what I started doing online, it was back when digital nomads were just kind of like, you know, the unicorn people were like, Oh, that, you know, travel full time and, you know, work online. And I thought, gosh, that sounds like fantastic. In fact, I had always dreamed of it when my kids were little back in the mid nineties. I thought that would be fantastic. And I would research how Hollywood people would get an education. And I thought, cause I'm like, well, the kids have to go on set, right. For like six months at a time in some foreign country, but they still need to get their education. So of course I did research, approached my husband at the time and was like, okay, we could do this. We could totally live in Africa. <laughs> yeah. And so now like it's a reality and that's what I do. And I've been doing it since 2016. And, but when I first stepped into it, I think this is the other thing too, with the imposter syndrome is no matter what phase you're moving towards, you're always going to hit that. People might call it the ceiling or whatever, but yeah. when I first sold off everything, it was like crazy. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to last a month, if it's going to last three months, you know, that was, the, that was the ultimate goal, three months. And now it's 2019 and I'm still on the road, you know, with my two little dogs and a suitcase. So it's brilliant. You know, it got its hard times, but it's, it's fantastic. And it's my dream. So it's super cool, but you just have to keep doing, I guess, the small wins. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I wanted to, I kind of mentioned this when we were speaking privately before, but I, so I just celebrated my five-year business anniversary Woo-hoo. Woo! <laughs> and it was in 2013 that I found Genesord really randomly. Like, I swear to God, I think I was Googling like how to brand yourself. This is in 2015. Yeah. And I somehow came across her and she, this is when I think she was doing like, you can brand, but I was the first one to go who, through her first beta round. Oh, cool. And, yeah. And she, and so my company name untamed, like 
that never changed. I, that I came up with that concept with Jenna. Love it. um, So I recognized you. I think you've changed your branding now, but like that photo of you on the couch, I think she did a case study on you. Yeah. I don't even remember where or how I saw that. But when I put the two two together, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's her. (laughs) I know it's such a small world, like our digital online world. Yeah. So I, when I was first launching, I had a, a different brand than I do now. And, um, Jenna was the person who did the website for that. And then we came up with a a whole branding theme and, and everything. And so that was absolutely fantastic. I wound up, um, basically trashing all that. I'm sorry, Jenna, um, (laughs) back in 2017, because it, the brand wasn't resonating with me anymore authentically. Mm. And I knew that I was in a different place in life than when I had created that. Um, at that time that that was created, I had gone through like another big, horrible event in my life. And, um, and so a couple of years later, I kind of like tamed down, you know, you're untamed. I had tamed <laughs> and I, it was just a different, more softer, romantic energy. I had stepped into my dream. I think that was the other thing with being authentic. I'd always wanted to travel and be this digital nomad and I'm telling people to live their dreams and, you know, be all like badass and stuff, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. And so it was, that was a big pivot for me. I was like, I have to do this. I have to let everything go and I just have to step into it. And so this new brand was created out of that, a ridiculously amazing life. That's why, because somebody, I was in a meeting in Switzerland and um, these people were actually scared of the old brand. It was pretty funny. They actually didn't want me to come to their meeting because they looked at the website and, and they were very honest. They said, we just like, that doesn't look like you. And we're a little scared of what we read on there and everything. And they're like, but you're really nice. You're really cool. And so there was a disconnect from where I was now with what had been created then. And so I walked out of there and they, or they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I just want to help people live a ridiculously amazing life. And I went as I was walking on the street back to the train station and the dot com was available. And then I just decided you know what, I'm going to do this from scratch on myself and I'm going to teach myself how to do it because that had been another issue was that I had hired things out before and I I couldn't function on my own in my own business. So that was a little depressing. And I did. And I taught, I taught myself how to do everything. So now I kind of help other women get over that stuff and do it too. So it's, it's a super cool life pivot. That's really interesting because if I look back at my own journey, like I was also very like I did everything myself but I also like am an artist so I was able to do these things myself but yeah first like it's kind of like a curse and a blessing because actually what happened after is I so I designed my own website and then I had all these people which I think was hideous when I look back at it but for some reason people kept like wanting to hire me for web design and I was like (laughs) independent like I was just like you know playing it up but like I fucking hated it and it became yep. worse. And I was like, I, w- I don't even have it. I still to this day, Gabrielle, I get people requesting and I'm like, no, I do not offer this. Like right? I got branded that way. Um, so it's interesting how we can kind of like have this disconnect. But I think that's what happens when we first brand ourselves is like, it really is a self-discovery process. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And as much as like, it's important to hire out and get people or agencies or mentors or whatever, like I've just come to the conclusion and I say this in such a hypocritical way because I help people tap into their brand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that like, 
But see, I would have this trend too, is like I would work with people and I could see that they didn't know who they were and I could feel that what we weren't creating was authentic. And then yeah. it made me feel out of alignment. And yeah. so, yeah, I just think that's really interesting how that kind of, um, how we can kind of like present ourselves in one way and just be kind of like live a parallel life basically. So yeah, I just think now it's something that to always be re-examining. Cause when I first built the new website, ridiculously amazing life, um, it was different. And so even like the logo, everything has been an evolution. And I think that's, it's fun. You know, as I get to know people that are resonating with my message and working with them, um, I think I took more time in developing this brand to get to know the audience and what their vibe was too. And then I married the two together and nobody had ever done that before. People have been like, you know, all about me, 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 me. And then the website was very much about me, 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 me. And now it's more about them and their verbiage and, um, and it, it attracts and, and encourages more engagement. So that was like a really cool lesson for me. So to, to do that. A big thing that like is perpetuated and I'm going to say in the online space, but like, it's not really about us. It's about who we're serving. And I think so many people get that wrong and it kind of comes back to that question of like what comes first like you as the brand or the message and who you're speaking to and it's yeah like a fine balance between them but um how did your message evolve as you did oh gosh um I, naturally i mean it wasn't it's interesting how people I think as you said, when people come to you and ask you to do something, you're like, no, you know, I have, I have no problem saying no, that's not me. I think in the beginning I was like, well, I can explore that. If people really ask me for that and then it just sucks you like into this vortex, you don't want to go. Uh, so I just had to just, I just drew the line in the sand and was like, no, this is where I'm passionate and it has evolved. You know, I wound up with a ridiculously amazing life. I wound up creating some rituals that help people overcome life, reprogram their mindset. It's seven rituals that I use every day. Um, I'm very like, you know, like to have spiritual balanced and make sure that my dreams are on the day, you know, not just the to do's and how you approach your day and what you're doing. And then I've wound up kind of falling in with a group of women that want to know how to create content and amp up their influence online. And I was doing a lot of attraction engagement and stuff. And so I created a course on that and it's just, it's phenomenal. I love working with these women, but I had spent months interviewing my target market and getting their message. So it wasn't about me. So then I knew kind of like what they wanted and what they wanted to see created. And then I, was like, okay, well, I know this and I can show up and deliver here. And now we're in this co-creation process. There's a lady named uh, Lindsay Padilla. I might say her name wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody look her up. She does build a better beta. And her style of teaching is something that I had never experienced before. And that was a pivot in my business where I shifted uh, my teaching style and it just resonates with my audience and they love it because I'm, I'm there and it's community and 
it's, it's just super, super fun. So I think it's just always a journey. You're always learning. You should always be coachable, um, always seeking new knowledge because just changes so fast. Yeah. That, um, it, it's fun. Like I didn't, when I get into business and you think you're going to like help people with whatever your it is, you don't think of all the extra fluff that you have to become an expert in. Because even if you're hiring it out, you still have to know what the heck it is you're hiring out. So you still have to have some kind of knowledge and crap that you don't want to have knowledge about. (laughs) Absolutely. Like one of my um, Facebook ad strategists said, like, never outsource your blind spots. And so I learned how to do Facebook ads because I was like, I'm not going to give someone my credit card to just go wild. Like, I want to know how to do this. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Some people might call it a control freak. I don't think so. I think that you just, you need to know because otherwise it's like, it's being a manager. Like you wouldn't go and just open up a restaurant having never cooked or had a staff or, you know, know anything about that. And in the digital space, it's the same thing. People are opening up businesses all the time without doing their due diligence and their knowledge to know what it is they need, who they're serving and what tools they need to learn. Mm, yeah, I think I do have some control freak in me. <laughs> yeah, I do too, girl. I do. Yeah, absolutely. I have, um, I have a part-time team member and she's been with me for a year and a half. And sometimes like I even messaged her yesterday. I was like, I'm sorry for micromanaging you right now. I just need this. <laughs> <laughs> she's just so patient with me. But, <laughs> um, so what are you, what do you feel like you're, so going back to this messaging, cause there's something I wanted to touch on. Um, like what are your core truths? What do you stand for? What does your, what does your brand stand for? So my brand and me, I am travel obsessed, but I'm all about holistic productivity because I'm very much about being centered and balanced as much as possible. And then I love lifestyle business, a lifestyle business strategy, like to be able to do what I do now is a dream that I had back in the nineties before computers even existed. So every day that I sit down and I, I do this, I'm like, this is so cool. And I remember when I first started working out of the house with the kids, cause I had other like brick and mortar businesses before and the dogs are going and the kids are running in and out and everybody's like, you know, everybody thinks because mom's at home that you know, I'm not doing anything, right? Like I'm not working. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, my children still probably think that. I have, I'm at my son's dog sitting and I, I fly home tomorrow, but I have his ironing board set up with all the recording equipment and I'm sure he's like, okay, really? <laughs> he comes home, I'm like, done for my day. I'm watching like Netflix. Um, so but I, I shrunk then too. Cause I, you know, that I wanted to, I wanted people to think like I was this like, you know, professional and have this image and I would get so much anxiety about it. And now I'm like, yeah, the dogs are going and this is like, whatever. And my son's running in now, this is life. And I'm not embarrassed by it. I am honored that I have found a way to make this dream work. And so never, ever be embarrassed by all that. You know, people are like, oh, I got to get the kids to bed. No, let the kids be running around. You're going to inspire somebody else who's in the same space as you. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that you brought this up and it's a great segue into like, what is authenticity? Because 
I was just out for lunch with a friend who I met online, but then we met in person. Love it. <laughs> I love when I love when social media friends become real friends. I know that's been like my my goal of 2018. I've made all these international friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, she was saying to me like, "Your life looks so glamorous," and I'm like, "I literally was sitting on my carpet eating takeout last night. I didn't get anything, <laughs> in. but I knew that." my energy. So going back to like, you know, we were talking about holistic productivity. I either work in like bursts or I'm like lazy AF and I can't get anything done. And so yesterday it was just like, I mean, I did get work done, but just really, really slowly. And I was like, you know, no bra, like just lounging around the house. I'm still in pajama bottoms. I'm wearing my Soma pajama bottoms. I'm decent from the top up because I have to go on video after this, but yeah, I'm that that's that's real like I'm like why am I putting on tight leggings when nobody's going to see me like I don't have to go walk the dog for a bit so I'm good um no no, I love it yeah I think I I wind up because so many people online want it to look perfect and if you look at any of my social media there are some great pictures but I share a lot of the the shit too um because I get people all the time they're like oh my gosh they're like where do you live and I'm like Switzerland and they're like Oh, that's amazing. Like you're so lucky. And Paris, I love Paris. And, and I'm like, Gibby, you don't, you don't understand. Like it's, it's a different language. It's a different, um, you know, government system. It's the, the people are different. Like how you go shopping, like everything. When I go into the grocery store, it takes me forever because first off your cell phone doesn't work in there, but I have to translate everything I buy. You know, it's not, mm. there's that side of it. So I try to share the reality that's not, yeah, is it freaking fantastic? Absolutely. Hello. Like I was in a hundred locations per year the past two years. Like it's yeah. wow. cool as shit and exhausting, but it's super, super fun. It's, it's my it. And, and I, I dig it, but I, I share a lot of the stuff. People see what I go through in the next couple of days, trying to get back home with two dogs in tow. That's going to be fun. But yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, I think that people think, because I get this similar reaction. I'm like, oh, you live in Paris. That's so cool. Well, I'm like, but life, it, it's just like, it's no, it's not really that different. I still go through the daily motions of, of things. I still have like, you know, like do the laundry, the gr- like, it's not always this like glamorous lifestyle. Right. And yeah. It's, it's usually know, I, sitting at home with you. Like for me, it's I'm at home at night in an Airbnb (laughs) watching some show that I don't know what they're saying. Uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, it's super cool. I I absolutely adore it. And I think that also when people see that, that perfect side, they think that you've always had it easy and they can't identify with you. So I love just sharing the crap that goes down as well. um, Because it is like, that's just life. Life happens, you know? Yeah. And so what I find so I, my background is in film and cool. I, yeah. And so I'm all about creating that perfect image. Oh, like yeah. I have part of my company is a film production. So if it is all about curating the perfect lifestyle. <laughs> so but you got B-roll. Yeah. I love B-roll. Yeah. <laughs> B-roll is not perfect. So there you go. Well, I think that's a part of like even my style because I produce a lot of like signature brand story videos for my clients. And 
if I look at other people's work, I'm like, if it looks too perfect, it's almost like you don't believe the person anymore. Cause you're like, Oh, they had this whole production team. So like, I kind of like to have my stuff look like technically speaking, like it's, it's well done, mm-hmm. but it's just more like, it's more personable. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's what people are craving. You see this whole trend going into micro-influencers, you know, in 2019. And I think that's because people are over-perfect because they're not. And we know we're not. We're all flawed. And and people are like, oh, wow, that's so pretty. That's so cool. But people want to connect authentically. Yeah. So showing that yeah, you can show the pretty and then how you create it. And I see that all the time in group discussions on social media. It's like, well, how did you create that? Like people know it's not real and they want to know like what filters did you use and how did you do the transitions in that video? And you see some people show up and share and other people try to hide behind the perfect. So I think the authentic people will always win. Yeah. Well, another thing, it kind of like begs the question of like, there's almost this polarizing, like, isn't it just okay to show up and present ourselves this way? Like, why does it have to counteract? Like, why does it have to make us inauthentic? Like I say that coming from my perspective, because I'm like, I like pretty things like photo, video, that like, I'm all about perfection in that sense. Like that's my authentic truth, you know? I love this because it almost brings it back full circle with branding because I do believe there should be consistent, like you talked, you're like, I know your brand um, before I ever like, you know, saw your name and connected that in your face. Yeah. So I think that, in fact, I was just talking about this with people that people naturally, their minds are like computers and they want to tag and categorize people a certain way or things a certain way. Like we have a brand association with Target or Walmart, you know, and there's a story that's already there that pops up immediately in our minds. And so although being authentic, I think it's so important to have continuity across all your marketing channels, whether it's colors, imaging, vibes, so that even though you're like sprinkling in like the real life stuff, people know it's you, you know? Yeah, that's so true. And I think, you know, it kind of goes back to, cause I also, um, I also ran a business. I had my first business when I was 20 and it was a franchise. And so I wasn't the face of my brand. So mm. my personality like had nothing to do with the business. Like, I mean, that's how I got customers but yeah. I didn't have to like bare my soul all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes like, I just started dating this guy and he's like, you have a 15 year age gap. And he's like, why are you always talking about your life on social media? And I was like, sweetheart, I'm a brand. <laughs> he's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh. My significant other just like, he just rolls with it. He's <laughs> just the best. I swear to God. Like, cause I was in relationships before where people would be like, and I'm like, but I, I got to be on for clients and stuff. not like on, on, you know, like with personality wise, but just yeah. being there for people and clients and stuff like that. Yeah. And one of my things, when you asked about my brand and I said, I'm travel obsessed. So for me to be in parts of the world where I could share and inspire somebody to learn more about a different way of life, a different custom, see our similarities. Cause I'm in nooks and crannies of the world that people are never going to get to in their life. And so I feel honored and blessed to be able to share that. So I'm not going to hide it. And if somebody doesn't like that about me, I've had people do that. 
then block delete. Like I have no, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, then we don't need to be in the same space. Like move on. It's cool. I'm not offended at all. I love the unapologeticness of it. (laughs) So, okay. I know we only have a few minutes left, but um, there was something that I know you mentioned you wanted to touch on and we've sort of kind of thread it in here a little bit, but really going back to that embodiment and, you know, with, within the clients that you work with, like, where do you see people getting stuck with their message and, and how they want to show up in the world? Like what are the top three kind of blocks that they have? The first block is they've never thought about it. Mm. I mean, people just, I, you know, in the world today, everything's just instant gratification and people just kind of like move and do, and they don't think about it. So that first thing is like, wait a minute, you want me to like really go deep and think about where I'm at and what I want um, and change in a belief system. There's people that i uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to change the story that you tell about yourself and put it into motion and have small wins and start to believe it. And so I wind up journaling things. It's part of my, my rituals where I shift the belief story. I write down like anything that's giving me anxiety, prayers, dreams, whatever. And I go back and do an audit and check it off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at like God, the universe, spirit, whatever you want to believe in mm-hmm. is really showing up and providing my dreams. Like I'm not this like loser who should have never been born, you know, and I'm mm. um, never going to amount to anything. You know, oh the story God, that I, I have these thoughts too. <laughs> and, <laughs> like and I'm like, you know, so, um, you know, once a year I host like a little event called the fresh year and I have people do audits and it's not about like setting new year's resolutions. It's about looking back and going on everything that you'd accomplished. And even though you might not have gotten exactly where you want to be, you did a shit ton that you should be proud of. Even if it was surviving something that happened in your life that threw you off course. And so people don't look at that stuff and build themselves up. I think that's it. People need to build themselves up more and give themselves more credit. Mm, Absolutely. It's, I just want to say this super quickly because I just had, as I was talking about like the laziest day of my life yesterday, mm-hmm. I met my friend over lunch and I was like, well, I did do this, this and that. She's like, um, that's more than I get done in two days. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like, it's because we can be so hard on ourselves and like, right. not, you know, it goes back to that self-awareness and, um, self-acknowledgement. I think that's really I mean, even in terms of personal branding, I think that's really the first step. And I think that's, in my unhumble opinion, is where people get lost because they try and like create a false image of who they are. And then they end up, you know, as you experience or I've experienced, like having to redo your whole brand because you're like, this isn't really me. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we all are in evolution and a work in progress too. So I think it's fun to always re-examine that too. Yeah. I'm definitely... When that last brand was created, I think that was back in 2014, you know, by 2017, I had come out of a really ugly phase in my life where I basically lost everything. You know, the, the kids were um, empty nester. My person who basically saved me out of child abuse passed away at 98 and she was my everything. And then my marriage just absolutely imploded in. Uh, it's a story that's just too heavy for people to hear. Honestly, when I, I talk about it, it's uh, pretty bananas. And, and so I was just like, WTF, you know, like, whew, how do I do this? 
And so there was this whole like, you know, screw you world. Like I'm strong and I overcame this. So the energy of the brand back then was spot on. But then I softened and I started stepping into my dream life. And I was like, oh, I was more butterflies and romantic. And <laughs> so it needed to evolve with me as well so that I, I continue to show up authentically. Well, and I think it's kind of like, I don't know the expression, but something like the moments that break us, like actually make us. Yeah. The ones that really like, it's almost like that diamond analogy. I don't know. Oh, it's so true because that was like the, the second ugliest phase of, phase of my life, but it humbled me in a way that completely spiritually changed me and made me really see what mattered in life. You know, before I was into the McMansions and the, you know, got to have the cars and the clothes and, you know, every designer label, which don't get me wrong. Like, I still think that stuff's great. Yeah. But my priority shifted, especially losing my grandmother, whose last words were to me was, well, almost last words, second to last thing that she said was, you know, have no regrets in life. You don't get a second chance. Yeah. And that is actually now tattooed down my spine in ancient Tibetan calligraphy. Like that's my mantra. Every day I get up, what am I going to regret? And so that's, it's just so powerful going through that experience um, that it just, it shifted me. And I was like, none of this stuff matters. My experiences are going to matter. And maybe none of it even comes. None of the memories, whatever go along with you, but I'm going to like exhaust myself in this life, making sure that my little travel dreams come to life. My little sphere of the world where I can influence other women to help transform themselves and feel better about themselves and find that power in them mm -hmm. to live their dreams. I, you know, it's like people say, what do something for free every day? And at first, when you're like getting into online business or any kind of business for the most part, you are doing it for free. Yeah. And every day, I love, I'm obsessed with creating for, for my life, my company, the people. Like, I just adore it. So it's just easy. It's like the work life blends together. So it's all one. I think that's where authenticity comes to. It's like my business isn't separate from me and I'm not separate from my business. Yeah. Well, as you were saying that, I mean, I could just go on forever, but I think we have- I know. I know. It's like this, I'll just say this because I know you have your meeting, but that we have this kind of like rock bottom moment. And it's like, it sounds like you had that moment where you're like, I am demanding for more in life. And yep. I think once you give yourself permission, like to do that, it's just a natural thing where you want to like shout this from the rooftops and be like, you're not a prisoner of your mind. Like, I think this is really when we step into our message, when we, when we, when we live it and we own it and we can, you know, shine that light for other people. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just like, I just feel like I could talk like so much more on this. <laughs> Girl, I, I absolutely like, but it's, I think because, you know, like we've been on the other side of despair and life continues to hit you. Like life is blissful right now, but I don't know what's coming in the future, but I know I'm prepared to like hit it face on whatever comes using the skill set that I've developed over the years. And I'll quickly get over it and be back to that blissful life. Like you just, you can't avoid it. Um, but Oh, there was something I was going to say. Now that one went. Um, Resilient. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. So even when I stepped into this whole digital nomad life, 
um, I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I was selling off everything. Like my lease was up. There was just kind of divine timing and yeah. And my soul was restless and I didn't believe it. I still felt like maybe I should have like the, the real job and, and just kind of have my business as a side hustle while I was building it. So I went cold Turkey. I sold everything and I was like, I'm out, bought a plane ticket and went. Um, and I knew what my monthly budget would be. And I thought, all right, you know, you keep so much money in the bank in case you have to get a plane ticket and, you know, call up a friend and say, can I sleep on your sofa? Cause I got to rebuild. Um, but I just, I went for it and, but I had to have the small wins along the way in order to build up that confidence. And I think that's something that's sometimes missing for people is they think they have to have the confidence and then order to be able to do it. But it's really like going to the gym and building a muscle. It happens over time and you have to exercise it daily. Well, and I think like in the way that things in, even when we talk about like location independent business, like I don't believe that I'm going to say something very contradictory, but like business isn't easy. (laughs) Like if it was super easy, then like everyone would be doing it. But the reality, and I think this is where like, online space just makes it so glamorous and it's like it's not really that glamorous like yeah the money you can earn is amazing but like (laughs) the time and effort and years you put into building that not everyone has that grit right yeah so I'm yeah I'm a little hardcore in that sense and I say that and I live a very like beautiful comfortable life yeah Um, I wouldn't even say comfortable because like when are you ever really comfortable in entrepreneurship so (laughs) (laughs) it's like getting comfortable with the uncomfortable but okay Gabrielle where can we where can we find you online where do you hang out where are your spots all right Facebook and Instagram is my jam I don't really hang out anywhere else and it's a ridiculously amazing life Cool. Okay. Everyone go check that out. Your stuff is amazing. Your message. Come visit. <laughs> Ask me anything. We'll keep the conversation going. I'm a total open book. All my people, and I have a private Facebook group and everybody knows they're like, I can ask you anything. I'm like, yep, exactly. Oh, that's amazing. What's the name of the Facebook group? It, uh, it's the, what is it? <laughs> We'll link it's, it in the show notes. Yeah, let's do that. Cause I'm sure it's on my main Facebook page to join this free group. There's some business training and stuff like that in there. Um, but it's digital influencer Academy. I think micro pop-up group it was something I had just done as a recommendation. People had asked me to do it and I did it and then everybody loved it. And then it's just kind of kept growing and snowballing. So there we go. Cool. All right. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day to come and share on the brand interrupted podcast and uh yeah my pleasure i can't wait to actually meet you in person you know soon (laughs) right all right thank you everybody for tuning in too can't wait to meet you guys as well thank you so much for listening to this episode of the brand interrupted podcast i so appreciate you and your time and to show that appreciation i want to give you a free gift head over to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to get instant access to my free three-part Audaciously You on Camera video series, a step-by-step on how to share your story, craft your core message, master your energy, infuse your personality, and boost your charisma on camera so you can amplify your impact with video and turn viewers into dream clients. 
And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, bisous from Paris. Ciao, ciao.